This week, from GNC Week in Review, powered by Geek News Central. Game of Thrones breaks records. Facebook wants in with cryptocurrency. Plus, Amazon rejects a facial recognition proposal. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week. And it's Friday, May 24th, 2019. My name is Kirk Corliss, and it's episode 24. Ironically, the GNC Week in Review podcast, part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. And if you are a new listener, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast where you can find on the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it on Google Podcasts, excuse me, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast app for Android, or on Podcast is on TuneIn, Spotify, and Stitcher. Get connected with GNCWIR, be it on social media or email at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. We're going to jump in with the tech news from this week and from geeknewscentral.com from this week. Starting off, the Wall Street Journal reports that the final episode of the final season of Game of Thrones didn't just break the record. Excuse me, let me start over. The Wall Street Journal reports that the final episode of the final season of Game of Thrones didn't just break the record for the show. It actually set a new record for the most watched episode of any HBO show ever with 13.6 million views on live HBO channel. Fans also have also expressed serious reservations about the finale. Nevertheless, they did tune in to watch, though, with a total number of viewers going up to 19.3 million when you factor in the streaming and on-demand rewatches as well. That's a new record for both Game of Thrones and HBO. From GeekNewsCentral.com, Facebook is planning to launch GlobalCoin, its very own its very very own form of cryptocurrency in about a dozen countries in 2020. Facebook wants to talk, wants to start testing GlobalCoin by the end of 2019. Facebook wants to create a digital currency that provides affordable and secure ways of making payments regardless of whether users have a bank account. According to the BBC, Facebook will join forces with banks and brokers that will enable people to to change dollars and other international currencies into GlobalCoin. Facebook is also talking with money transfer firms like Western Union. Amazon shareholders have rejected proposals that will have requested the company not to sell its facial recognition technology to government customers. The breakdown of the votes is not immediately known. The proposal would have requested Amazon to limit the sale of its recognition technology to police, law enforcement, and federal agencies. A second resolution would have demanded an independent human and civil rights review into the use of into the use of the technology. The resolutions failed despite an effort by the ACLU to back the measures which the civil liberties use which the civil liberties group accused the tech giant of being quote non-responsive to privacy con- to privacy concerns. Shankar Narayan, ACLU of Washington, said, quote, the fact that there needed to be a vote on this is an embarrassment for Amazon's leadership team. It demonstrates it demonstrates shareholders do not have confidence that, com- that company executives are properly understanding or addressing the civil right, the, the human, the civil and human rights impacts of its role in facilitating pervasive government surveillance. He also says, quote, 
uh, while we have yet to see the exact breakdown of the vote, this shareholder intervention should have ser- should serve as a wake up call for the company to reckon with the real harm the face of real harms the face of avail- of face surveillance and a change course. The civil liberties group rallied investors and in, rallied investors ahead of the ahead of the Wednesday annual meeting in Seattle, where the tech giant has its headquarters. In a letter, the group said the sale of Amazon's facial recognition tech to government agencies, quote, fundamentally alters the balance of power between government and individual and individuals, arming governments with an unprecedented power to track, control, and harm people. The letter also says, quote, as shown by a long history of other surveillance technologies, face surveillance is certain to be disproportionately aimed at immigrants, religious minorities, people of color, activists, and other vulnerable communities. The ACLU said investors and shareholders had the, quote, to protect Amazon from its own failed judgment. Amazon spokesperson Lauren Lint said on Tuesday prior to the meeting that the company operates, quote, in line with our code of conduct, which governs how we run our business and the use of our products. Excuse me. Also, Amazon has turned to video games to make warehouse work a bit less tedious while boosting worker productivity in the process, according to the Washington Post. The the approach is merely an experiment at the moment, but has already rolled out to five warehouses in the U.S., five warehouses in the U.S. and the U.K. There are reportedly several games people can play, including ones entitled Mission Racer, Picks in Space, Dragon Duel, and Castle Crafter, each with simple graphics similar to old Nintendo titles like the original Super Mario Brothers. The Wall Street Journal says playing, playing is optional, and the company doesn't penalize those who choose not to participate. Those who do, however, are rewarded with points and goodies, and in at least in, le- in at least one warehouse, a worker told the Wall Street Journal that they use that they use their achievements to persuade managers to reward them with swag bucks and in-company currency they can use to redeem apparel and other items for free. Amazon reportedly designed the games to track each other each task completion using scanning devices and the like and the like to pit individuals, teams, and other floors against each other. Google is bringing a new search layout to mobile, and it's rolling out the changes as I record this podcast this evening. Now, when you search on your mobile device, you'll see a website name and logo at the top of each results card. If Google has a, quote, useful ad to show you, it will appear with a bolded ad label and a web address. The new design will also allow Google to add new actions like the ability to buy tickets or play podcasts like this one, for example, GNC Weekend Review, to the results page. The company hopes the changes will make it easier to identify where information coming where information is coming from. There was a blog post that where the company said, "quote Over the years, the amount and format of information available on the web has changed dramatic has changed drastically, from the proliferation of images and videos to the availability of 3D objects, where you can now." of UNAR, adding that it's time for search results to change too. The company says it's bringing, says it's bringing computer vision and on augmented reality to search and that will start seeing 3D images popping up in the results. There is some Sony tech news this week. Despite rumors that the company was looking to give up on the business business altogether, Sony has reiterated its commitment to making smartphones, but will only be selling them in four markets going forward. It's exiting all the other markets for a more sustainable approach to the business. CEO 
Kenshiro Yoshida said that the Xperia smartphone business is a pivotal part of identity of Sony's identity, which is entertainment focused. He says, quote, we see smartphones as hardware for entertainment and a component necessary to make our hardware brand sustainable, pointing out that younger generations no longer watch TV. Therefore, their first touch point is smartphone. It only it only shipped 6.5 million units in the previous financial year and incurred a loss of almost $900 million. The company confirmed at its investor day this week that it will defocus on all but four markets for its smartphone business, which include Hong Kong, Europe, Japan, and Taiwan. Sony is also switching gears by setting up its own studio, which will allow Sony to quickly, quickly adapt its PlayStation games into TV shows and movies on its own. This new division is called PlayStation Productions, PlayStation Productions is overseen by Sony Interactive Entertainment Entertainment's chairman of Worldwide Studios, Sean Layden. The studio will be tasked with developing and producing projects that are based on Sony's vast library of PlayStation games. Layden, Layden told The Hollywood Reporter, quote, We've got 25 years of game development experience, and that's created 25 years of great games, franchises, and stories. Also adding that the company feels that that now is a good time to consider other media opportunities across the film, television, or streaming. Asad Quizal Bash, um, who heads PlayStation Production, says, "Quote: Instead of licensing RP out to include, instead of licensing out, instead of licensing our IP out to studios, we felt the better approach for us was was for us to develop and produce for ourselves." He does have a point since Sony owns more than 100 digital gaming properties, so it has plenty of content to mine for as it sets about creating new movies and TV shows. Layden also says, quote, we don't have to rush to market. We don't have a list of X number of titles must be done this year. PlayStation, uh, PlayStation Productions will work in collaboration with Sony Studios that develop projects that are up to the quality of the video game they're based on. CNBC reports that the antitrust division staff of the Justice Department has recommended that a lawsuit be filed to block the pending $26 billion merger between T-Mobile and Sprint. A final decision is yet to be made, though. They seem to fear that T-Mobile have less of an incentive to aggressive cut prices and improve service after a merger. After a merger goes through, in order to compete with its rivals at Verizon AT&T, it will be up to the political appointees at the department to make that call, which are led by antitrust division chief Makan Deller-Him. Two sources mentioned in a report that the Justice Department is likely to make a decision on the matter in a month. Even though staff at the Justice Department appear to be against the merger. The Federal Communications Commission said earlier this week it had reached an agreement in principle to allow the merger after it was agreed that Sprint would sell its, its, would sell its Boost Mobile prepaid plan. Remember Atari VCS from back in the day? I do. Well, the company has revealed more details about the Atari VCS Classic Joystick and Mono Controller. Both, com both are craftily crafted both both are craftily crafted mix of essential features, both old and new. According to according to Atari, the classic, sorry, bump microphone. According to Atari, the classic joystick is quote designed to capture the spirit and functionality of the CX40. 
as the car goes by outside my window. But now it has Bluetooth and US connectivity. The, the center stick is fully digital, and its default settings maps a D-pad on contemporary gamepad controllers. It also rotates. You can play games like Pong, Breakout, and Light Driver, which were previously better suited for, for paddle controller, controller, excuse me. The team has also added a rumble feature and swapped the red, red lights for orange. The classic joystick brings a few changes to the fire button, too. For starters, you'll notice a second trigger button placed on the corner of the unit body. You'll be able to tap it with a finger on either the right or left side, and it will work more than a front bumper on a modern gamepad. Atari made the design, design decision to be more ergonomic and to spare gamers' thumbs. The team introduced fewer changes to the VCS modern controller, sticking, sticking to the widely accepted form factor of controllers in the market. It's a, quote, a solid, reliable form performer, and it should please VCS owners or anyone looking for a high-quality, stylish Bluetooth USB controller for PC and mobile gaming. As an added perk, like the classic joystick, the modern controller is fully remappable. Atari VCS says the hardware is almost ready for final production, which will, which will match previous statements that the console will be ready by the end of 2019. Netflix and other online video services have expanded their customer satisfaction lead over cable and satellite TV. This is from reported from the American uh, American Consumer Satisfaction Index, which found uh, has found in its annual telecommunication report that has been released. Streaming video services average a score of 76 on the ACSI's 100-point scale, up from last year, up from 75 last year. Excuse me. Meanwhile, the traditional subscription TV industry's score remained unchanged at 62. The report in the report, the ACSC, ACSI says, quote, for the past six years, customer satisfaction with subscription TV has languished in the, in the mid to low 60s, not recovering enough to effectively compete with streaming services. In 2018, Subscription sales declined 3% to $103.4 billion. Customer service remains poor, and cord cutting is accelerating. As video streaming services gain traction, a growing number of households may never subscribe to pay TV in the first place. Pay TV and broadband, two services that are generally offered in bundles by the same companies, each posted an industry average of 62, which is, which is again, in last place among all 46 industries tracked by the ACSI. Pay TV, pay TV satisfaction score peaked at 68 in 2013 and has dropped steadily since. Streaming services rated significantly higher than cable and satellite meta categories, including the ease of understanding bills, mobile app, mobile app quality and reliability, and call center satisfaction. Custom, uh, Comcast, <clears throat> excuse me, Comcast remained near the bottom of pay TV rankings with a score of 57. While AT&T's U-verse led the ranking despite dropping from 70 to 69, coincidentally, AT&T's streaming service DirecTV now also fell from 70 to 69. But while the AT&T's U-verse TV score of 69 was good enough to lead all cable and satellite TV providers, the DirecTV now score of 69 was in second to last place among streaming providers. Netflix took the top spot in streaming satisfaction by raising its score from 78 to 79. In the report, uh, ACSI says, quote, 
Netflix shared a lead with Sony PlayStation View and Amazon's Twitch a year ago, but a 1% gain puts Netflix alone, alone in first place and number one across all five telecom categories, streaming, pay TV, broadband, landline phones, and on-demand video. The company has been rolling out original content at unprecedented rate, which remains, which remains among its great strengths. According to ACSI data, Netflix ranks at the top four original ranks at the top four ranks at the top four original content among all streaming services. In addition, its membership growth continues at a record pace. Despite streaming's big lead over cable and satellite TV, the ACSI said that lower ranked streaming services have problems too, which in report they uh, quotes the report quote, excuse me, some of these services aren't enough of a departure from original cable and satellite offerings in that commercial interruptions abound, prices are high, and customer service is poor. There wasn't much change in the broadband in the broadband rankings, with Verizon, Fios, and AT&T leading the way, while Mediacom and Frontier finished at the bottom. The ACSI telecommunications report was based on interviews with three, uh, three, 38,681 customers chosen at random. In all the ACSI interviews, interviews 300,000 customers a year to track more than 400 companies in 46 in 46 industries. Over in the in the show notes on this episode, um, on this is from AndroidCentral.com. What's new on Netflix, Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime Video, and Hulu for June of 2019? Uh, for example, uh, on Netflix in June, the long-awaited return of Black Mirror. Uh, also, the final season of Jessica Jones lands appears to be on a be-determined date. On Amazon Prime Video in June, uh, Android Central reporting it's all basically Jonas, Bro- Jonas Brothers June. Uh, on Hulu in June, um, uh, The Handmaid's Tale on HBO in June. Um, uh, Lady Gaga, A Star is Born is coming on June 8th. So I have a link up in the show notes. You can check out one what's new on Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, Hulu, HBO in June this of June this year. <laughs> Finish uh, moving on. Adobe has brought Premiere Rush CC to Android after debuting the video editing app on iOS, Mac OS, and Windows last year. However, you'll need a recent Android device to run the app, such as Google Pixel 2 and 3, Samsung Galaxy S9, S10, Galaxy Note 8 and 9, or OnePlus 6T lineups. Premiere Rush CC is a simple version of Premiere Pro CC in addition for editing video on the go, which is aimed at YouTubers and other creators. It counts color correction and resizing options and the ability to add motion graphics and tweak audio amongst its fe- among its features. Once you finish editing, you can publish the video on YouTube, Instagram, and other platforms. All all your projects are synced to the cloud, so you continue so you can continue editing where you left off on another device, including in Premiere Pro. You can try out Premiere Rush for free under a starter plan, which allows you to export three products gratis with two gigabytes of cloud storage. After that, you'll need a subscription, such as through Adobe Creative Cloud. You have access with a Premiere Pro plan or Adobe Student subscription. Subscription, an individual plan with 100 gigabytes of cloud storage costs ten dollars a month, while team and enterprise plans are twenty dollars a month and thirty dollars a month, respectively. Apple has sent out invites to the press for its Worldwide Developers Con- uh, Conference, or WWC, um, or as the 
Invite calls it a special event. The event will take place on June 3rd at 10 a.m. Pacific. There might be details about the company's major three OS releases that are expected later in the year. iOS 13 for the iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch. <clears throat> Excuse me, Mac OS 10.15 for the Mac. And Watch OS 6 for the Apple Watch. Now, on the hardware side, it's the Mac Pro. Now, it has been a couple of years since Apple assured a room full of journalists that is working on a new Mac desktop that it hopes will satisfy the critics of the 2013 quote-unquote trash design, trash can design, but there hasn't been any details since. So we'll keep an eye out for for news from WWDC 2019, and we'll get a, a full wrap-up of all the announcements on the June 7th episode. In Tech Tips Block, this in the Tech Tips Tech tips block this week um well, i have one uh top eight uh the top eight online tools to end up to top if i can get the words out wow wait i'm, I'm tongue-tied today top online tools to identify the owner of a phone number and this is from uh makeusa.com uh they'll have uh, for, first up is uh the well-known search is google um, also, there is um, why pages didn't know why pages um, existed. Go figure. <laughs> um, who calls me? Um, search bug at Numberville. Um, and I'll have a link up in the show notes that you can check out on the top eight online tools to identify the owner of a phone number. Lyft announced a handful of Lyft announced a handful of new improvements to which are aimed at making rides safer for the countless people who use the service every single day. One of the additions is an in-app panic button, which enables riders to quickly call 911 should it need a rise. Lyft already announced, uh, already added this option to the driver's app later this year, late last year. Riders will also see an enlarged version of the driver's license plate in the app now. This is meant to prevent riders from getting in the wrong, in the wrong vehicle. This change has been made following the murder of a University of South Carolina student a month ago who was allegedly killed by a man posing, posing as an Uber driver. Another minor change will require passengers to give feedback wherever they, whenever they rate a driver less than four stars. The information will then be communicated to the driver anonymously, anonymously so that they can also see why they're given a low rating. Lyft will also, excuse me, Lyft will also will also be offering sexual harassment prevention training to all of its drivers so as to reduce so as to reduce the incidence of harassment or assault. Lyft has long maintained that passenger safety is top priority, and these new initiatives will go a long way in improving that. Consumer Reports has concluded a study indicating that 6.2% of the 94,000 ride-hailing cars identified in New York City and King County, including Uber, Lyft, and small outfits like Juno, Washington, uh, King County, Washington, excuse me, had at least one address safety recall. That 1.4% of total rides had Takata's faulty airbags, while 25 had, quote, at least five open recalls. There are also signs that the companies don't strictly enforce their policy on vehicle age. While Uber and Lyft both say the cars shouldn't be more than 10 years old, over 40 cars in King County King County, Washington, came from the 2000 model year or earlier. Uber and Lyft told Consumer Reports they've taken steps to tackle the, tackle the recalls. Uber, for instance, blocks those cars with the most serious open recalls and reminds drivers to fix, to fix the rest. Lyft said it worked with lawmakers to regulate vehicle safety. This still leaves many cars on the road with lingering safety issues, though, and Consumer Reports found that neither company had a concrete policy on recalls. 
Engadget asked Uber, and this is from uh, Engadget.com. Engadget asked Uber and Lyft for additional comment. Lyft reiterated its earlier statement, noting that drivers had a, quote, strong personal incentive to address recalls as it kept their families safe. It's evident that some ride-sharing drivers don't act on this. On, don't act on that incentive, though, and that could be serious if it leads to a crash or avoidable injury. Speaking of automobiles, Chevrolet introduced a new feature that prohibits drivers from shifting out of park until their seatbelt is fastened. Until their seatbelt is fastened, the buckle to drive system includes visible and audible alerts, and the company says it's an industry first. It only runs when teen, dro- when teen driver mode is active, so adults can risk driving seatbelt. Can, so adults can risk driving seatbelt seatbelt free if they choose, and it'll be standard in the 2020 Chevrolet Traverse, Malibu, and Colorado. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, seatbelts are the best way drivers can protect themselves in a crash, and teens consistently have the lowest rate of seatbelt use. Buckle to Drive builds on Chevrolet's other teen driver safety features like automatically muting the radio until the driver and front passenger seatbelts are buckled and allowing parents to set speed warnings. The system also creates report cards that track that track metrics like distance driven and the number of, of times safety systems are activated. While teens might roll their eyes at car to tell their parents when they speed, the technology could theoretically keep them safer. What's trending this week from GNC, on GNCWIR? Speaking of speaking of Uber, two weeks ago on Google Trends with a million plus searches for Overstock. Now last week it's at five hundred thousand searches. Over on Twitter, trending at number two with the hashtag Ask Sonic and twenty four point thousand tweets. I <clears throat> I did check it. I did check about that, and it has something to do with the. Uh, new Sonic movie, and to be honest, from the tweets that are being posted, um, when is the movie coming out? And finally, over on YouTube, trending at number eight on this Friday, which boggles my mind with 2.4 million views, the title is titled, My Greyhound Tries Fruits and Vegetables. And finally, there is the Impossible Whopper, then the Impossible Whopper Tour, and now the Impossible Sausage. Um... Uh, the this is uh, the Impo- Impossible Foods, the company behind the plant-based Impossible Burger, is in producing a meat-free sausage, and the pizza chain Little Caesars will be the first restaurant to sell it. Fortune reports that the sausage will be available as a pizza topping on the twelve-dollar Impossible Supreme Pizza. It will be starting it's starting now. Available starting now. It's reported from The Verge, and that was this is from uh, May twentieth, which was, I believe, this past Monday. Um, this past Monday, okay. So it's available. It was started on Monday in fifty-eight restaurants in four locations: Yakima, Washington; Albuquerque, New, New Mexico; Fort Myers, Florida; Naples, Florida. If the initial pilot is successful, the sausage could be made available more widely by the end of the year. The locations for the initial release has been chosen to test how different areas respond to the new meat-free, meat-free option based on a familiarity based on familiarity with Impossible Foods. The locations in Florida are believed to have high awareness, while while Yakima in Washington is apparently less familiar. In total. As the chart goes by, in total, Little Caesars have over 5,000 locations across the country, uh, across the U.S., excuse me, making its third largest pizza in the country. 
And that is the tech news of this week for Friday, May 24th, 2019. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, to be sure to check out the latest new tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. Got a comment, thought, want to say hi? Love to hear from the GNCWI, uh, GNCWIR community at gncweekly.com or slash connect. It is Memorial Day, uh, Memorial Day weekend here in the United States. I want to give a big thank you for their service for those that are serving now or have served in the armed forces on this day. Well, not only on this day and every day, not just Memorial Day. I hope everyone has a great Memorial Day weekend. I'll be back next week for another episode of the GNC Week in Review podcast. Till then, I uh, will talk to you all soon.